Hello, I'm Alice Arnold. Welcome to the Magic Musicals and Theatre Podcast. My guest this week is a massive star on Broadway. At the moment, he's making a huge hit over here, being a judge in The Greatest Dancer. His name is Matthew Morrison. I'm Alice Arnold, and today we have a special programme with Matthew Morrison, star of Broadway of the television show Glee, and also now a judge in The Greatest Dancer. Welcome to Magic. Thank you so much for having me. Now, well, as we can tell, you are Californian, born and bred, aren't you? And you were doing musical theatre when you were in high school. Yeah, I, I, um, I kind of grew up all over California, but landed in Orange County, which is like 30 miles south of L.A., I went to this amazing performing arts high school. Uh, it's something I knew I wanted to do since I was 10 years old. And from there, I I was lucky enough to get accepted into NYU, which is New York University. And that that's kind of what moved me to New York. And about a year later, I got a Broadway show and dropped out of school and Yes, how did that go down? Because normally if you're at drama school, uh-huh. we would be here. If you're not allowed to even go for auditions and things, because they we get very either. cross when yeah. you leave early. There was a strict no audition policy at mm. NYU, but I, um, I never really thought of myself as um, the academic type. Um, so, I mean, there, I loved my my classes for you know ballet, tap, jazz, singing, voice, music theory. I was thriving those classes, but then you know, as any college you go to, you have to take all the prerequisites of chemistry, English, math. Oh, uh, see, (laughs) that's in America. See, here we wouldn't be doing that. Here, once you get to university, you don't have to do all that other stuff. So So it's just what you want to do. Just what you want to do. Yeah, we don't have that. I can see why you dropped out. Who wants to be doing chemistry when they actually So it makes me feel better to know that, actually, information, because... I don't feel as bad about my decision. I don't no. feel bad about it anyway. But. No, I expect you don't. You were, you went straight into Footloose on yeah. Broadway. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, now, you've got a new album out, Matthew Morrison, uh, called Disney Dreaming, and you've described this as a tribute to your son. Yes. You know, I, I, I sing my son to sleep every single night. Oh, it's do you? It's kind of a tradition. I sing him to sleep, and then when we wake up every morning, we have a dance party. So it's kind of that, that. Those are like the the cornerstones of our day, and I just I was singing a lot of Disney songs to him because that, that's a song, the songs that I know, and that's are just you know ubiquitous. I think with with parenting in general, you're you're very much into the Disney catalog, and that's a, a tool that you use to either soothe or distract or whatever you need. Uh, but I knew I wanted to make a children's record for my next album, and Disney kind of heard that and and they approached me and said, we would love for you to, you know, do a a cover album of any song you want to do, any Disney songs. So I, I went into the studio and that was the hardest part of the whole process was actually picking which 10 songs I would do. Um, but I, I put my own spin on, on these, these 10 classics that we all know and love. And I'm very proud of it. And there's a, the most fun I've ever had in the recording studio. It was just a great time. Matthew Morrison, we've heard about your dance parties with your son. Yes. But um, we're going to uh, just touch on the fact you were in a boy band. I was in six boy bands. Six boy bands. Yes. Uh, did you like any of them? Or Because uh, I heard you weren't particularly... Well, the, wasn't one, your I, the thing, one I think really. you're talking about is the actual real boy band I was in. It was called Element, L-M-N-T. 
I, I called it lament. Um, <laughs> it was just a horrible <laughs> year of my life. Um, you know, as a performer, when you're embarrassed to be on stage that you're doing the wrong thing. And I just did not click with the guys. Really, it just it was just kind of asinine music we were singing. It was it was yeah, it was just very inauthentic to what I like to put out there and do. But it was it was like when boy bands were hot. It was like the late nineties, and I was like, this is gonna be my ticket. And girls were screaming, presumably at you. Uh, presumably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we got that far, but it was uh, no. But I actually dropped out of the boy band. Boy band, actually, they went on to do some, a couple things, but uh, it was a great decision to leave that group. <laughs> Your big break, I guess, started really when you starred in the original cast of Hairspray, and you created the role of Link Larkin. How did all that come about? Well, it's a really interesting story, Alice. It's um, I was actually cast in the ensemble of Hairspray. And then uh, two weeks into rehearsal for, for the show, the guy playing Link Larkin got a movie. And he left the, to do that movie. And they were looking all over for like the guy who was going to replace him. And and they kind of, yeah, they, they, they landed on me. <laughs> so it was, it, was, it was my big break. They didn't actually give me the Broadway contract right away. They, we do like an out-of-town tryout first. And this case it was in seattle and so that was kind of my proving i had to prove myself in seattle and um i guess i did and we came to broadway and who knew that it was going to be like the biggest broadway show um of that year of you know that the show ran for six years i was only for a year and a half but yeah that was definitely my big break um I love that that story comes about because someone got a movie, not because someone had a really sore throat. Because, yeah. you know, sometimes like, oh, I went on as the understudy and, hey, my critical, yeah. but then someone had a misfortune, but no one had a misfortune in this. Everyone was a winner. Well, I don't think that movie ever came out. Oh, oh no, <laughs> you, no, you've ruined but, the story. Uh, I know, I know. So, uh, <laughs> but, but I'm sure he got a great paycheck. Um, <laughs> And um, I I got a lot out of that. It's funny because when you do a, a show, you usually take one or two people from that show that you really connect with, and you know they they are friends for life. But I have so many, like probably like seven people out of that show. Matthew Morrison. Many of our listeners will know you from the television series Glee. Never heard of it, <laughs> but we have. <laughs> now this Glee Club thing. This is not a British thing, know, you see. Not, we don't we don't have it. Explain a little bit for those listeners who don't really know. For those two well, listeners that don't know. Yeah. Um, well, a glee club is um, an assemblage of young singers. Or don't I doesn't have to be young, no. I mean there's there's older glee clubs, there's but it's it's just basically singers getting together and doing an all a cappella version of of songs, mostly covers, I would say. And a lot of this happens, a lot of people, it's, it's close to like a choir, I guess, but Glee Club is more energetic. There's probably more dancing involved as well. Um, but yeah, it was, it was such a great show. I think it happened right at the perfect time when we all needed to see that and be uplifted. And, and honestly, I, I, the thing I'm most proud of the show is the storylines that it, it kind of brought out into the world, you know, being gay, gay in high school, um, 
bullying. Um, it tackled a lot. It tackled, tackled a lot, a lot, of, a lot issues of teenage and, and, and people, sort of issues. And, and, but in this this nice this nice palette that we can kind of digest all that information with with these beautiful songs and you know songs in that context of that show you know really pushed the storyline and really I think uh, made you hear hear this music in a different way and I think. What it's done and is now seems to be an explosion of it is making musical theatre and music, singing and dancing, popular for teenagers. Which I, for ages it I wish it was cool wasn't. when I was in when I was a teenager. But yeah, it was. It, it is the, the real underdog story, you know, as as well. But yeah, I, I think that show really touched a lot of people, and it, it really did make singing and dancing cool. And now we've got shows like Dear Evan Hansen and Be More Chill and all stories with with audiences, young audiences yeah. going going to watch them, hopefully thinking, hey, I'd love to do that. You know, it, it's so funny you said because I feel like we, you know, when I was growing up, there was this dream of, you know, Broadway and film and television and stuff. And that was that was so far-fetched that I would even get there. But now I feel like also with social media and stuff, I feel like people, I feel like they have that direct access to it. So they, they feel like it is possible to do it. And um, I feel like there is a lot more content these days than there ever was. So I feel like there's a lot more opportunity. Mm-hmm. Now, Glee won all sorts of awards, but then you had an even bigger success. What? In, <laughs> bigger than Glee, with Finding Neverland. I don't think it was bigger. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, all right. We'll... <laughs> Similar? No, not at all. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> no, it was... So it you was, got more it was a good success. and things? No, it was but a big the thing success. is, before Glee, people knew me in New York, but Glee really put me on that international stage. Um, but I was able to come back, I guess, um, in an international role because I play, played a Scottish, you know, um, author, J.M. Barry. How was uh, your Scottish accent? It's great. It's all right. It's all right. Um, yeah, I, 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 I loved, I love doing different accents and stuff. Um, I, I feel like my ear is, is good for hearing them. But I do remember doing Finding Neverland, and Alan Cumming came to see the show. Obviously, he's Scottish, and I was so nervous. I'm like, oh man, he's gonna find <laughs> me out. You know, he's gonna. I'm telling on myself. This is awful. But it, it ended up being. Uh, Great, and he, he loved it, and he gave me a few pointers, actually. You are in England at the moment because you are a dance captain on BBC show The Greatest Dancer, which I have been watching. This is largely because it's dance, I guess, mostly younger people, mm-hmm. and they are phenomenal. Who knew that we had so much dance talent? You know, d- dance is really, I think, taken off everywhere, uh, virally, it's one of the biggest things to watch right now. Um, people love dance, and I feel like this this show and other shows like it really are are setting the tone for almost a new style of dance. Like the 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 things that they're doing now, they never would have done back in back in the day. But the thing I love is just that it's getting eyeballs on dance. I'm I'm such a dance historian. I'm actually creating this this project called the Museum of Dance, where you go through different decades of dance history, but you actually learn the dances as well. Um, so you burn while you learn, we call it. 
Um, oh, is it like an exercise thing? It's like an immersive theater experience. Okay. That That is actually going to be very informative of the history of dance, but you actually are going to learn the Charleston. You're going but to it's learn... a live show or yeah. it's an online yeah. thing? It's a live, live. You go along and you exactly. learn all those dances while you're there. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Is that going to be in America? It is starting in America this fall, and then I'm going to bring it to London next year. Yeah. Wonderful. Now, you're quite a strict judge on it. Not, well, strict, maybe not the I've right word. I've heard that. But, you know, you, and it's difficult because they are young people. So do you have to sort of temper what you want to say or you be careful because they're kids, I, some of them? I do, especially with the really little kids. You know, there's this... A couple of Lily and Joseph, they're they're called, and they're uh, they're quite young. They're tiny. Yeah, they're tiny. So I I just um, I'm a little careful what I say to them, um, but I, I honestly think I'm the the dance captain on the show that that uh, people look up to and respect because I do tell it like it is. I, I I'm probably saying the stuff that people at home are probably thinking, and I um, I like to make people have something to strive for. Well, that's to, the to thing. get them to grow. And also, if you're the harsher judge, then when when they get your approval, then it means kind of more, I guess, I so. if you're gushing all the time yeah. and saying this is marvellous and marvellous. The other thing about the show I, I, I really respect the, the way they did it is a lot of times you see these shows, you're like, why is that person a judge? I don't, I don't get it. What, like, what have they done? Or you know, but this show, we actually dance every single episode. Yes. So you see why we're the people that are exactly. You put your money where yeah, your mouth is, exactly. as it were. Yes, you can do it. So you have a right to tell oh, them right. if they can't. Yeah. yeah. Matthew Morrison. Before we say goodbye, just a couple of questions. You've said that the album is a tribute to your little boy, and you have your dance parties. That I've listened to all of these songs, imagining you dancing with your little mm-hmm. boy. Would you like him to follow in Daddy's footsteps? Um, I, I don't want to say yes or no. I'm really following his lead, and whatever he wants to do, I'm I'm going to be completely supportive of it. Obviously, I think there is a trajectory if that's what Papa does. You know, he it w- will be something that he sees all the time. He has actually come to my live shows before. You know, he he watches me every Saturday night on The Greatest Answer. So um, it, it is something that he's definitely going to be exposed to. But, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to push it down his throat, definitely. <laughs> now, you've got exciting things coming up in the future. And we talked about the, the dance uh, museum uh-huh. piece and all of that. But is there a role on Broadway or in the West End that you're yearning to play that you haven't played yet? Honestly, it's about to come out like right now, but here on the West End is uh, City of Angels. I absolutely love that show. It's been kind of a, one of those I've been trying to actually get off the ground for a while. But the rights have actually been here. The Don Mar did it here, and then now that production is, is now coming to the West End. So um, I have a great idea of how I would switch up that show a little bit. I don't want to say it because I'm saving it for <laughs> when I actually get to do that show. But um, that is a show. I love the score. I love just the storyline. It's fun. It's like this great detective novel almost. Um, but it's a, it's a beautiful show, and I'm, I'm really excited to actually get to see it. Well, Matthew Morrison, thank you so much for coming in. Disney Dreaming, the album, is out on March the 6th. So it's out, um, and you can order it online now.
Or go to a shop and buy it, I suppose. Do people yeah, do we'll that? Yeah, we got some hard copies yeah, of that. Yeah, well, excellent. <laughs> Put um, in that CD player that you might dust <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, well, lots of luck with it and with the greatest answer. And thank you so much for thank coming into Magic. Thank you so much. was Matthew Morrison, star of Broadway, talking to me, Alice Arnold, on the Magic Musicals and Theatre podcast. And if you'd like to hear some of the old episodes of my podcast, and they're really good, you should, just download them, go to the site, and then you can subscribe and rate them and give them marks.